Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska, and this is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, only about 13 or so minutes each day, but it keeps us in God's Word, and that's important for our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. But it also helps keep us focused on our relationship with God and upon our spiritual lives. Do you know people in your life who need to start to think about their relationship with God, about their soul's salvation? I'm sure you do. Help them by sharing these short studies with them every day through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. Share with your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody grow in their faith, turn their life around, and ultimately get to heaven a great blessing for them and for you. So start sharing today with everybody you can. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study. We're still in that broad series that we're identifying as heart troubles, troubles from the heart, from a spiritual perspective. And we've looked at a whole bunch of those already. But this particular one is one that we find really troubling because it is so paralyzing potentially so debilitating, and that's fear. Now, some people might think fear, I didn't think about that as being a a heart trouble, but it is. You see, again, what does fear keep us from doing? It can ultimately paralyze us from taking good positive actions, making big changes that we need to make in our lives, being aggressive in trying to pursue something that is good. Our fear can paralyze us and keep us from acting in all kinds of different ways. Well, again, as I pointed out, some time back, one issue of our English dictionary listed 30 different phobias. Phobias, we would call that a psychological condition that results in fear of something, and that fear really kind of paralyzes us in regard to whatever that something is. And so some people are afraid of spiders, and they just cannot stand to be around spiders, and maybe others snakes, or maybe others it might be something else. As I said, there's, there's one particular phobia, agoraphobia, that, that really handicaps people and paralyzes them in regard to getting out of their house or out of their apartment. They, they're afraid to step out in public. Well, how, how handicapping is that particular phobia, that particular fear. But those are just examples. As I said, this was some time back. One issue of our English dictionary at that time listed 30 different phobias. Well, our mental health authorities, you know, or industry has has identified a whole lot more. I stopped counting after the C's, and that list was already well over 100. I wonder how many there would be if I'd gone all the way through the rest of the alphabet. Well, again, phobias are extreme expressions of fear. Just common, ordinary fear, however, can be just as crippling in a given situation, and it can even be paralyzing. For fear of rejection, how many people do not apply for certain jobs? They would really like that job. They are qualified as far as skill set. their skill set is concerned, but they're afraid they'll be turned down. They're afraid they'll be rejected, and so they don't even apply. There are people who may really be head over heels in debt 
they are they are so far in debt they can't really they're so far down they can't see up and they know i need to get a job i need to get a better job but they won't apply because they're afraid of being rejected they're afraid of being told no they're afraid to feel humiliated by being told nope we gave the job to somebody else well heart troubles fear fear so outward expressions again we've read from Matthew chapter 15 verses 18 and 19 repeatedly and also Matthew 12 through this longer series of studies and we see that outward actions are a result of our heart condition not our physical heart we're talking about our heart troubles from a spiritual perspective now I closed last time by talking about a man who feared failure and so he did not act in the way that he should have and he ended up being condemned by his master. Well, Matthew chapter 25, beginning with verse 24. And so we call this, well, we recognize this as being the parables of the talent. And it is a parable told by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Beginning with verse 14, Matthew chapter 25, Jesus said, for the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents. Now, a talent was a sum of money in the culture of that day. So to one servant he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. To each one according to his own ability, and immediately he went on a journey. Now, the master did not expect more from either of these three servants than what their ability would enable them to be able to perform and produce. So he gave different amounts of talents and different sums of his, his money to each talent, uh, to each servant, rather. To one he gave five, to one he gave two talents, to another he gave just one. He did not expect more of each of them than what they were really able through their abilities to produce. In verse 16, Jesus went on and he said, then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five. So he was ready to present back to his master a hundred percent increase. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. So those first, two ser- those first two servants did exactly as his master expected, as their master expected them to do. They worked with what he entrusted them and produced an income for him. Ah, what about the third servant? But he who had received one, one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. Now, we call this one the one-talent man. We're not talking about abilities or capabilities, you know, like having a talent to, you know, uh, sing or a talent to write or a talent to paint pictures. We're not talking about that. We're talking about, again, sums of money. And so the master entrusted this particular servant with one talent. He expected him to be able to deal with effectively to use and produce from that one talent. But this servant instead of using it productively and trying to make better with it, he hid it in the ground. He dug a hole, put it in there, buried it. 
Verse 19 goes on and says, after a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, this this master, well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. And so the master was going to reward that servant for the good job he had done in dealing with what he had what the master had left him with to deal. He gave him five talents. He worked with those five talents. The master came back. He gave him a profit of five more talents, 100% profit. He also, who had received two talents, came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. And his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Well, so again, the master was so pleased with the behavior, with the responsibility shown by this servant, even though it only had two talents, he used those productively within his abilities to do so, and he presented, again, 100% profit to his master. His master was pleased. And when he says, I will make you ruler over many things, enter into the joy of your Lord, you might think of that kind of as as parallel to a promotion. <laughs> anyway, it's certainly a blessing from his master. I'm going to I'm going to make I'm going to make you rule over many things. I'm going to entrust you even more than I did to begin with. Enter into the joy of your Lord. You've made me happy. Now, what about that one talent man? Then he who had received the one talent came and said, "Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you, where you have not scattered seed." And I was afraid. Oh, remember what we're talking about? This particular heart trouble? Fear? Remember, I said fear can paralyze us if we let it have its way with us? He said, I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. Now, he did not make a profit for his master. Probably in his mind, he was doing a good thing by digging a hole and putting it in the ground and hiding it because he presented it back to his master and said, see, I've given you back everything you entrusted me with. I haven't lost it. But his Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers and at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. At least he could have done that. Therefore, take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. And cast, notice this last statement from the master, cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, a parable is a story that is, from its application, real to life. Now, not necessarily a story that actually happened, but it's an illustration that we can relate to, say, yeah, I can understand that. That is a real-to-life kind of story. 
I can relate to that. I've seen that kind of thing. Now, it also could have been a real story. We're just left kind of wondering about that. But who, is the, who were the servants in, in this story, in this parable? Us? Followers of God? Followers of Jesus? Who's the master? Ultimately, God. Now, what does he entrust us with? All kinds of talents, all kinds of blessings, right? All kinds of blessings he bestows upon us. And he expects us to use our blessings to serve him, to glorify him. Now, we need to be like the five-talent man. We need to be like the two-talent man. We need to never allow fear of messing up to keep us from serving God through the blessings with which he has blessed us. Now, not everybody has the same capabilities or talents from an ability perspective, but we all have abilities. We all have capabilities. We all have opportunities to serve God. And God just expects us to use those to serve him. Are you afraid of messing up and therefore you're not serving God through the blessings and abilities with which he has blessed you? Soul-searching question, isn't it? Let's pray. Father in heaven, help us to never let fear stop us from being the servants you want us to be from being the Christians you want us to be. Help us to never give in to the devil planting fears in our mind, in our hearts. Help us to be strong of heart against fear. Please forgive us, gracious Father, and hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.